This reminds me of my first experience in radio was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not Waking Braves. We're Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves? Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves. Alex, Seth and Ollie on Eastside 89.7. Happy Monday evening. We're here with you for the next half hour, so strap in. Yep, whether you're driving home from work on an evening walk or you're off to go collect your takeaway dinner, we'll try our best to keep you entertained and informed, especially with today's topic, which is unlike others we've done before. That's right, Ollie. We're going to be talking about something more serious today, and it's purity culture and its presence in schools. Now, purity culture was built on an established religious ethic, and that's sexual abstinence until marriage. Do you remember being taught abstinence only in sex ed class, especially if you're a woman, and that it's shameful and sinful? Rather than the importance of consent, well, a handful of young women have shared their experiences in sex ed class at school, and it's honestly disgustingly disturbing. Yeah, consent should be at the centre of teachings on sex, not abstinence, because a recent survey in Australia has found that 60% of students aged 14 to 18 are sexually active. And so if we are educating for the purpose of safety, then the central concern and focus should not be whether students are engaging with sex at all, but more so rather that they are actually practising consensual safe sex. Mm. So this show today surrounds purity culture, the mental health of young people, and most importantly, the three forms of legal consent, which every single person must know. Mm, Exactly. It's so, so, so important that you listen to these three forms of consent. But first, we're going to kickstart the show with Cold Heart by Elton John, Dua Lipa and Pernell.
Heart done by you Some things look better, baby Just passing through At the end of January, an ABC Four Corners episode reported the way some schools in Australia have reportedly taught sex education. Wait for this. Okay, one school in particular did this by placing a piece of sticky tape on different surfaces around the classroom and upon inspection of the tape after the experiment concluded, it showed that the pieces of sticky tape had picked up dirt along the way and it was no longer able to, quote, stick or, quote, bond with anyone or anything anymore. So what do you mean by that? Well, like, I don't think that's an isolated incident because I've got a friend who also went to an all-girls private school here in Sydney, and she has told me of something they were taught in year 10 in PDHPE. And basically, their teacher got them all to sit in a circle. He opened a packet of choc chip cookies. He gave everyone a choc chip cookie. He told each girl to take a bite or a nibble of that chocolate chip cookie, pass it along the circle, and everybody took a nibble of each of the chocolate chip cookies. Oh. They then put them in the middle of that circle, no. and they're all the like my friend was like, we didn't know what was going on, we we're all a bit confused. And then the teacher proceeds to say, okay, would you girls like to eat those cookies now? And everyone was like, ew, no, why would I want to eat that cookie? It's been gosh. nibbled. And he goes, yes, that is why if you don't wait until marriage, oh if you don't gosh. have abstinence, you're not going to be appealing to anyone because you've oh been you've been nibbled at basically, which I think wow. is just ludicrous to be telling. 16-year-old girls that, like, they're not worthy if they, you know, engage in sexual activity before they're married. I mean, I get I get that it's a religious school and there's obviously those undertones there, but to come out with that in a PDHP lesson, That's I think horrible. How absurd. dare he? That's I, horrible. I have a different experience, though. Well, you well, went to an all-girls school as well, Alex. So yeah. what was it like? What did they teach you about sex education and, like, consent in PDHP? Yeah, well, it's completely different. Lower North Shore, all-girls Catholic school, you would mm-hmm. think it would be bad, but they were amazing, which is really... Yeah. I know it's surprising when I reflected back on it but in year six they taught us well they actually showed us using like a g-rated diagram how Mm -hmm. babies are made Mm. and that that is how sex works and we were all freaking out like oh my god oh my god no like how come it hurts so much to try and have a baby and the teacher was like it's okay it doesn't hurt you'll get it when you're older Mm. and honestly like we didn't think much of that and in year seven there was still some confusion as to how it works and whether it hurts and the teacher told us that You'll learn later in life that it is not just for making babies, but it can also be for pleasure. And looking back, I honestly would have expected them to shame us yeah. because obviously Catholic schools Catholic and all girls. Um, but no, I think um, the teachers weren't allowed to say that, but she kind of just wanted not didn't want to keep us in the dark yeah. about it. And so you had no negative experiences of sex ed in school. Um, there would have been some teaching about like abstinence waiting till marriage, but that's because you know they have to. Um, we checked the New South Wales curriculum uh, for PDHPE. And there is some indication of, you know, abstinence, yeah. waiting till marriage, but that's to discourage, 
young people mm. from you know having sex earlier yeah. but um to that that was it yeah i was at an all boys private school as well and like although we were never sort of outright told to wait till marriage um there was definitely those i mean there's always those like christianity teachers divinity teachers and at chapel there was always those like sort of overarching themes with like the readings in chapel or you know some of the songs even that like sex before marriage was considered a sin and stuff so although there was never an outright sort of you know you you need to wait till marriage boys mm. like Da, 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 da. it was definitely like a theme and a common theme and a lot of stuff we would be doing in like divinity and Christian studies. And it was more so like the history of that and the context rather than like, don't do this, don't do that. Which I think, and it's funny, mm. not funny, like ha ha funny, but interesting to note that like boys schools and girls schools go obviously about teaching these mm. things differently. Mm. Well, you guys were lucky, but I'd like to share another disturbing teaching method of volunteer witness at a retreat day. Mm. Uh, the so-called sex educator glued a pink and a blue piece of paper together and then ripped the pink away from the blue. The pink paper was left with holes in it and the small pink pieces were stuck to the blue paper. And with enough gluing and ripping, explained the instructor, the pink paper would shred entirely. When we consider that these lessons are being taught to children in schools, how can we be surprised that teens see, you know, sex as an achievement for boys and an embarrassment for girls? I mean, when will this madness end? It's yeah, ridiculous. I, I agree. And I mean, this framework, this endemic across cultures and religions for thousands of years is sort of what we're focusing on today on today's show. It is called purity culture. And essentially it's waiting um, until marriage. And by positioning sex as a shameful act, purity culture ignores teenage girls' own sexual desires it's hard to shake this taut shame and it often stays with a woman throughout womanhood and that's what we'll get into later mental health when it comes to this oh without a doubt purity culture is dehumanizing it's consent that should be at the center of sex education yeah and also like as we all know guys this isn't just a problem within the school system especially with teenagers having so much access to like apps the internet like mm. schools really need to get ahead of the curve and address this um because sex cannot continue to be a source of shame and violations of consent should be like the focus of like what, what they're yeah. sort of teaching mm. and learning about. Well, it's definitely come to my attention over the years that a lot of people are not aware of the three forms of legal consent. And it isn't just important for girls to know, but for boys too, because you may think they've consented, but they no longer have. And you may be, be a good guy, but actually get stuck in the middle of something which mm. you genuinely had no idea. Yeah, so we thought we'd go over the three forms of legal consent. So listen up. Consent must be informed, voluntary, and irrevocable. Without consent, sexual activity is sexual assault or rape. So firstly, informed. Informed consent means you are of an age and in a state to provide consent that you understand what you are giving consent for. In New South Wales, it is illegal to have consensual sex below the age of 16. If you or the person you are with are drunk, high, or passed out, informed consent is unable to be given. And so voluntary consent is a willing and positive expression of desire to engage in sexual activities. If it's voluntary, it means no parties are coerced by fear, force or threats. If a party is silent, then there is simply no consent. And lastly, there's revocable consent, which basically means that the agreement can be withdrawn at any time and the activity must stop immediately. It also means that even if you had given consent on one occasion, it does not mean you have given consent for a future or different activity. And this exactly is what I was referring to when I said it's important for girls to hear this, but also for boys because you may think they've consented, but they no longer have. So if she or he doesn't want to continue, then 
and then you pressure them, it's, you know. Yeah. If you have been sexually assaulted and you don't want to speak directly with a police officer, but you want a police officer to know that you have been sexually assaulted, then you can complete an online form on the New South Wales Police Force Community Portal and it's called Sexual Assault Reporting Option. And also the National Sexual Assault Support Line is 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. And the Sexual Assault Counselling Australia phone line is 1-800-211-028. For more sexual assault support services, please visit reachout.com or our Instagram page, breaking.waves.eastsidefm, where we have put a bunch of support phone numbers on there. Uh, Let's lighten up the mood now, though. This is John Gibbons with Hot Stepper playing now on Eastside. was Hot Step Up by John Givens. Uh, right now we're going to get into the ramifications of purity culture on mental health. Yes, so the repercussions of growing up in purity culture have come to be known, can be harmful mentally, emotionally, spiritually and physically. Uh, repercussions of purity culture include sexual shame and dysfunction that can last long into adulthood. So I've got together all the different things I've researched and how does it affect your mental health? Yeah, so we're going to start off with the disconnection from your body. So the purity movement causes feelings of shame. Your thoughts could be sins as much as your actions. And if you had questions about sexuality or your own body image, you could be shamed into not ever bringing them up. 
Feelings of confusion, shame, or moral failure thrive in this bodily disconnection, and they tend to be very present. The next one is sexual shame. Purity culture meant that you had to deny yourself and use lots of self-control. If you felt any of these sexual desires or were attracted to another person, you had to turn it off and shut it all down. Just as you cannot selectively numb your emotions, you cannot selectively shut down bodily processes. Your brain and your psychological, anatomical body parts react out of your control. Years of practice of shutting those down can lead to mental health and physical concerns. Now we've got sexual dysfunction. So sexual dysfunction can show up differently for different people. Since those in purity culture are not educated on what normal sexual processes ought to look like, they may not actually realize when the process has gone wrong, or they may be confused about how to proceed if they do recognize a problem. This can result in developing sexual disorders and sexual performance anxiety. Ignoring the problem does not often work for long, particularly if you want to enjoy your sex life free from this anxiety. And lastly, we have the expectation for women. Now, it's a shame that such a culture, which began in the mid-1800s, is around today and nonetheless taught in our schools. In purity culture, it somehow becomes a woman's job to not cause a man to stumble by wearing anything that could be considered sexy or risque. Women have been expected to not be interested in sex until the wedding night and stay a virgin. Look, that's what purity culture teaches us. It's so sad that's the way life was in the mid-1800s and it is in some way the same today. Yeah, I mean, with such a toxic culture in today's world embedded into young people's minds, there's no question if purity culture has got negative effects on young people's mental health. In light of sharing the truth, we're going to play a little game. You guys have no idea what's up next. I'm a bit scared. Fun. No, no mm-hmm. idea. No, don't be scared. You two are going to verse each other in a game of true or false on Old wives' tales. Are they fact or fiction? Okay. Ooh, I have 14 okay. health myths and truths that we've all grown up hearing. Mm-hmm. And you both need to tell me if they're fact or fiction. Oh, this is going to be an eye-opener for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll both get to answer. Mm-hmm. It isn't like a time, you know, who answers first. Okay. okay. Um, and I'm going to keep score. And the winner gets $20 cash. Oh, now nice. I'm interested. Okay. There goes Let's my go. mortgage. Let's go. Let's go. Right, and so you'll learn something. I have got just a little bit of history for each health myth and truth and some people will get defensive about this but i did research and it's a truth so first we have swimming after eating is dangerous okay i'm gonna say true i'm saying false well that's good that we've both covered each one off then (laughs) yeah Yeah, seth is correct false so you might get small cramps but nothing fatal and the myth arose Boy Scouts Handbook in 1908 when it said um, you can't eat 90 minutes after swimming, otherwise you'll drown. (laughs) Never trust the Boy Scouts. No, Mm. dodge. Okay, sitting too close to the TV ruins your eyes. True. No, I was going to say true as well. I think it think it does. does. Because I've sat near a TV for a while and I do feel my eyes strain. Even on the laptop as well, 100%. False. What? So this isn't based on science or reality. So... It, yeah. So what's it based According on? According to Dr. Lee Daphner at the American Academy Go of Ophthalmology, mm. watching television screens won't cause any immediate physical damage to your eyes. Jesus, my there life. Is yeah, no, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but not You may feel though. strained. Yeah, you'll feel like you you will make it a headache, feel yeah, strange, okay. but it doesn't ruin right. your eyes. So okay. It doesn't make you get square eyes like they say. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. Okay. I'm yeah. sending this article to my mum, actually. Yeah. I've been taught a lie my whole childhood. <laughs> yeah, literally. Carrots are good for your eyes. False. Yeah, I know no, this one is false. actually false. It's actually false. <laughs> no way. True. What? what? Carrots are a rich source of beta carotene. 
carotene, well, which the body convert, <laughs> which the body converts into a type of vitamin A that helps maintain good vision. But I've, what if okay? What if you've been in carotene your whole life and okay. you still get glasses? Okay, it's not no. What? what? Because <laughs> what do you Carrot- mean? All I know it's is not carot- vision, isn't it? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. That was another thing. It's like doesn't give you night vision. <laughs> that was in actually that was in the list of old wives' tales, saying it helps you see at night, and so it's that's definitely false. But rubbish. Yeah, it is good for your eyes. Okay. It's not going to make you obviously like. It's going to improve your vision. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, knuckle cracking causes arthritis. True, true false, or false? False, false? False, false, false. Correct. Yeah, I do it all the time. You both get a point. According to the Harvard Medical School, stop cracking your knuckles, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Chronic knuckle cracking may lead to reduced grip strength, though. Okay, next. Chicken soup is good for a cold. True. Uh, I'm going to say false just because it's funny. Ollie's correct. Thank you. Well, Chicken soup cannot treat or cure a cold, but it may help relieve your symptoms. Okay. What's, what, like, why, though? I think it's just because it's got so much nutrients in it, and it, like, can help fight the good fight. What's it called? Fight, fight your bacteria or something. You can okay. look right. that up. Next, human, <laughs> u- human <laughs> urine heals jellyfish stings. This, That's true. Yeah. I've peed in a jellyfish before. On a jellyfish? It's just a bit of fun. (laughs) (laughs) What? What did I do to you? Sting me. Yeah, but you don't pee on the jellyfish, you pee on yourself. (laughs) I'll have to wait (laughs) stage. Come here, jellyfish. Where are you going? True or false? Okay, does human urine heal jellyfish? True, I'm a false. It does, it does. False. Wait, who? Oh, you're saying false? I'm saying false. True. That is correct, Ollie. Well done. Thank you. Because instead, remove the stinger with. Fine tip tweezers and soak the area, affected area, in hot water. I did there we go. Oh, okay. Oh, well true. done. Okay, next. Eating slash drinking pineapple makes your area smell better. We've all heard that. I, again, I've heard a different one. Um, Which one did you hear? I'm not going to say it. Okay, we're not. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, you can't um, say it. I'm going to say true because I do love the taste of pineapple. I'm going to say oh. false. <laughs> I'm going to say false. He means when he has the pineapple. Sorry, go on. I'm going to say false. <laughs> false. Um, what did you say? I said true. Um, Seth, you're correct. Yeah. It is false. I've um, had a lot of pineapple juice and I still smell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no studies to prove this and no science behind it. Right. Okay. Can we have okay. a quick halfway score check? Yes, yeah. we can. Yeah, well, you know, we'll do that now, okay? Ollie's got three points. Seth's got three. Oh, oh okay. You're okay. tying. We'll a bit of that. Okay. Even you're Steven. T- you're tying. Right. And out to question number eight. Going to bed with wet hair gives you a cold. What? If you're a girl. Oh, oh you haven't heard that? Oh, no, against- it's true. It's true. I reckon it's true. I was told I that growing up every single day. If I've had a shower. But if it's, like, if it's like really like, I've come home from like football training when I'm like soaked. I've got a call the next day. Yeah, you think it's true. But you have a shower after your football training? Yeah, but I still oh, feel right, like, right, I still feel right. like it, it adds to it, I feel. I don't yeah, know. Okay. I could be wrong. So now. I'm going to say false. False, and you say I true. I said true. It is false. I know, I think it's... Uh, anyway, but this is what, according to the Sleep Foundation, there is no specific evidence to support that wet hair directly causes cold. any type of illness, including the common cold. If you didn't hear what I said before, it didn't make any sense. What I was going to say is, I feel like... It's true. Okay. I feel okay. like it's true, but according Science to this, it's false. Say it's All right. True, okay. Yeah. All okay. Right. True or false? Mm. Red sky at night, shepherd's delight. Pink sky in the morning, shepherd's warning. True. We've all heard that. Wait, what? So Off if the... it's a red sky at night, have you heard it's that? A shepherd's before? delight. It's a... But if it's a pink sky in the morning, it's a shepherd's warning. You are warning. so uncultured, sir. Well, who's, who's the shepherd? <laughs> I don't know. The sorry. I'm Brisbane. sorry. It's a saying. 
Okay, I'm locking in true. Seth's locking in false. Well, yeah, you don't speak for me. I did now. No, I'm going to say true as well because she's oh, very okay. confident with it. Double true. Okay, okay. Well, you're both correct. You yeah. both oh, That's how you play the are game. still tying. <laughs> don't hate the player. Oh, sorry. It's predominantly true. Uh, oh. Predominant, predominantly true. Why I just it? want to clarify that so it's not like 100%. Oh. As in, there's not... There's like scientific yeah. proof for it. Yeah. But it's... Uh, but it's okay. okay. All right. Okay. Okay, ready? Next one, number 10. We eat eight spiders a year in our sleep. Huh? That's true. It's times. true. It's Come true. again. It's we true. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. No it is, it is. It I is. sleep with my mouth closed. You don't know what, no, like, what they, your mouth is doing oh, when you're They can find a way. Because you're not fully closed, isn't it? Because there's a little gap in between your lips. The spider can go through that. I'm going to say false. I'm scared. Uh, I'm true. Okay, Seth is true. Yeah. Seth is false. true. It is false. Thank you. Oh. I know, that I know, I know. It's because I was picturing all these spiders I've eaten. So why can't I shoot webs out my well, mouth and I yawn? Okay, well, the National Sleep Foundation says there's no hard data to support this. We move around too much in our sleep and spiders wouldn't be inclined to crawl into a predator's mouth. Makes I have sense. to say, though, there's nothing scarier than seeing a spider while you're in bed and then not seeing where it goes. Stop it. No, I have to, I have to get up, <laughs> spray it, spray, 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 spray. I can't leave I- it there. Oh my god, I'm terrified of spiders. spiders. Oh, okay. <sighs> Next question. <laughs> okay, okay, ready. <laughs> Number 11. Drinking cranberry juice can prevent or fix UTIs. Yes, yeah, true, 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 true. true. Yeah, you both going true? Yeah, it's true. It's so true. False. What? No way. No, listen, I feel like the cam- to cranberry juice no, companies have built I, themselves I their brand okay. on this. Listen to the facts. Okay. <clears throat> UK's National Institute for Health and Care Excellence recently announced that the evidence isn't strong enough to support the claim that drinking cranberry juice can remove the infection. Imagine right. if a juice could remove an infection. It's You need antibiotics. But it, it helps with it though, doesn't I thought it? it? Maybe it just eases the pain. Maybe. To be fair, slight. Actually, if it yeah. does, I remember reading because I didn't include anything else in this. But slight, slight, slight. Right. It cannot prevent or fix. That just goes to show that the more time spent on like people believing this, yeah. the like the more people believe it. Yeah. But also remember, it says recently announced, so right. it's a recent. Okay, okay, fair. Okay, ready. Twelve gum takes seven years to digest. <gasps> I always swallow my gum. Really? Yeah, always. True or false? <sighs> but I'm gonna say false. I'm gonna say true. Ollie I'm, is correct. Yeah. It oh God, is I, I know false. that it's bad for you, but I don't think that it's... The body can safely pass gum within a few days because most of the ingredients in chewing gum are sugar, flavouring mints, and flavouring mints and oil. My mum always used to tell <laughs> me that. Which are easily digestible. My mum yeah. always tell me that if you swallow like bubble gum, you're just going to blow up into like a big bubble and float away. <laughs> okay, look, even <laughs> still, cool. research shows that large amounts of gum can lead to... Um, internal blockage. So oh, maybe right. don't. I feel like I've Swallow lost this game already. It's yeah. gone downhill. Ollie's taken the I'm victory. trying to think of what I'm going to spend the 20 bucks on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number 14, the last one. <gasps> the five second rule when you drop food on the floor. True or false? True. Don't. I live by that rule. No, it's false. For anyone, there's no five second rule. It's when you drop something on the floor, you think you have five minutes, five seconds until five it's seconds. safe to. You think it's true, I Ollie? It's so true. If you're oh standing, my you're surely... gosh, it is so false. I didn't even have to include any facts on this because if you think about it, when it drops, sorry, don't be too rude. <laughs> when something <laughs> hits the floor, it's not like the bacteria has to crawl on. Yeah, but like the surely, food. like it's, you can see, if you leave a banana the on the floor for a minute, it's going to be dirtier than. I'm the... sorry, if you, if you drop a banana and you're watching it for a minute. <laughs> it's false. The fact that the food has made contact with the surface, right, it yeah. is okay, infected. Yeah. It's like COVID. When you say it like that, now I sound dumb. Yeah. No, yeah. you're not. Don't yeah, you, you worry. Yeah. <laughs> Last totally. week we proved that I am <laughs> smart. <than you. laughs> okay. Congratulations. You each have, Ollie, you have six. 
Seth, you have five. Yeah, thank oh you. God. Well Looking done, Ollie. Spending that twenty bucks. Hopefully, Jet started doing some cheap flights to Bali. That's outrageous. Here's your twenty dollars cash. Well, that's it from us. Thanks for tuning in and joining us this Monday evening. You've been listening to Alex Healy, Seth Jailath and Ollie Shelbourne on Eastside 89.7. And as always, make sure you follow the Breaking Waves Instagram for weekly updates on the show and send in your song requests to breaking.waves.eastsidefm. Have a good evening and most importantly, have a great week. Bye. Listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.